The following conversation with three nurses in the Oregon Nurses Association who work at St. Charles Hospital originally aired on January 11, 2019 on the Radical Songbook on KPOV 88.9 FM High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. The Radical Songbook is hosted by Michael Funky. It is a two-hour show highlighting the role that music plays in social justice and protest, and it airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. On Sunday, January 13th, the Oregon Nurses Association announced it had reached a tentative agreement with St. Charles Medical Center and called off the informational picket scheduled for January 21st. I have three guests here in the studio with me, as promised. Jennifer Groshong, Heather Bristol, and Jackie Howe, and all three of you. Get your mics on here. All right. Thanks for coming in. No yeah, you, you all are going to have to share that mic, so don't don't hesitate to step up close. You can see these little dials here, and when they're when we're when we're talking properly, you'll see that they move. So you know you'll, you'll be able to figure it out. I'll I'll pay attention to it. So um, thanks for coming in. Thank you yeah. for having us. Really appreciate us. it very much. I've already told listeners about the uh, informational picket that you have planned, the union has planned, your union, the Oregon Nurses Association, on Monday, January 21st. It'll be from 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m., and then later in the in the morning and into the afternoon at 11.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. I assume that's to accommodate shifts so that workers can come in before and after when that's you're correct. working. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I remember the informational picket that, that you all had in, in 2012. My wife and I had been on the road for a couple months. We came back. We were labor activists. We worked with an organization called Jobs with Justice before we went on, went on a long road trip. We came back, and we were absolutely blown away by the size of that event. It was the biggest labor rally that we had ever seen in Bend. You know, It was like, holy moly, look at this. Yeah, yeah we're hoping was, this one will be even bigger. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So that's, that's Monday, January 21st. So... All right. First off, I, what I what I'd really like to do is just get some background from for for each of you, um, and uh, Jennifer, I'd like to start with you. If you could just let let our listeners know uh, where where you work at the hospital at St. Charles Medical Center. How long you've been there? How long you've been a nurse? Your union activity. Just yep. you know. I've been a nurse for twenty one years, and I've been at St. Charles for twenty, and I work in the NICU for those twenty years, and. I've seen a lot of changes among St. Charles to current status. And Jackie? Yeah. Um, I work in pre-op holding, and I've been a nurse for almost 23 years now, um, with the last 10 of them being at St. Charles, a union hospital. Um, previously to that, I worked for 13 years in Kansas, which was non-union and quite a difference from what I've seen here in Oregon. Yeah, so you have an experience there. And wait, you work in pre-op holding? Pre-op holding, yeah. So we get patients ready for surgery. Oh, okay. Get them prepped and right. take care of them preoperatively. And Heather Bristol? Uh, this is my 18th year of nursing. I've worked the majority of it at St. Charles. I, my first stint was in 01. I left and worked in Eugene at another union hospital for about a year, and then I came back in 04. So I've been there from the time Sister Catherine was still there till she is long gone now, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And where, where, what part of the hospital do you work in? I work in the neonatal intensive care unit also. Okay. But I started my career on pediatrics and surgical. 
Okay. And all three of you, I believe there's a mediation session going on even as we speak. Yes, currently, yeah. Uh, and yeah. it's the last one that's scheduled, as I understand it. So far, it. we're hoping to get another one scheduled. The team was going to work on trying to get St. Charles to schedule another one with us if they don't reach an agreement today. The team did mediate uh, well into like about 8.30 p.m. last night. So they okay. were there for 12 hours with St. Charles, um, partly in the room and... Partly not. So we have been mediating, negotiating this contract since our contract expired July 1st of last year. And most of the mediation, uh, or excuse me, the negotiations have been in separate rooms. And they did have some time together, the hospital and the team, in the same room last night. So we'll see what happens today. Hopefully we can get more dates or reach an, an agreement. That's obviously yeah. the goal here is, you know, to negotiate this contract. Right. And that was Jackie Howe that you just heard from. Well, the three different voices here, we'll try to, you know, I'll try and ID you. And if you can help me with that, it would be great so that people know who's who's saying what. And so the, the mediation sessions and the bargaining, the ongoing bargaining, uh, none of you are on the bargaining committee. Is that correct? No, I am not. No. Uh, but you can sit in on the am – I, am I correct on this? I had heard that you, you can, can. The nurses – this is Jackie. Yeah. So the nurses can give notice that they want to come to a session, um, and the team has to let the hospital know. Um, there are some exec – there's like an exec committee, committee. So we have the leadership team that's there negotiating now, and then we have others that sit on in some of the exec committees. Nurses can come. We do uh, value their input, and we encourage them to attend if possible. So it just depends on what's going on at the table at that time. But any of our nurses are encouraged. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, up at uh, up at uh, Powell's Books in in Portland, where they have a union, they have a they have the open negotiations rule, which allows members to sit in, much to the um, chagrin of the employer at the time, because it's kind of an eye opening experience. Uh, have the three of you? Sat in on witnessed bargaining, any of you? Um, I I have. Um, I am kind of working with the ONA right now as well, um, helping with some um, organizing to try to get our nurses together. Um, and so I've I've been in, but I haven't been in when the hospital is with the team, just with the team, because as I said, they've been pretty separate with right. this negotiation period. Um, okay. So. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, at any rate, obviously, um, you know, from, from my own experience of working in unions in the past, is, yeah, basically you want an agreement, you want a settlement, you want to move on. It's been six or seven months without a contract. Again, right. I mean, it seems that in recent years, uh, every contract is a prolonged bargaining struggle that where you are basically working under your old old contract. Now, the, the, the company, the COO of the company um, – has an, had an op-ed in the uh, in the bulletin a few weeks back. Uh, Iman Simmons. Iman, I'm sorry, Iman yes. Simmons, and mm-hmm. where among other things, um, she said that the um, that the staffing basically, uh, and she was she was sort of coming out in 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 opposition to what the union has said about staffing. That she basically was saying that staffing is essentially all settled, but. In my conversation, email conversation with uh, with the nurses union rep Lydia uh, Halle. 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 Mm-hmm. Sorry, um, that's not quite the case. So, can can one of you talk a little bit about uh, that staffing issue? Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So this there, is Heather speaking. This is Heather Bristol. So um, over the last several years, we've had over 600 unsafe staffing filed by the nurses, and that is when we're staffing outside of our staffing guidelines. So there's a Oregon has a great Oregon staff um, safe staffing law that dictates that staffing is supposed to be based on acuity of patients, not on the number of patients nurses should be able to take. But if you have a really sick patient, a nurse needs less patients so that they can provide that patient with the care they need. And so at St. Charles, we have a staffing committee and every unit is supposed to have um, a staffing plan. We're supposed to adhere to that staffing plan. It's supposed to be by acuity. And so when we staff outside of that, nurses file unsafe staffing. And so um, we are working right now to make sure that staffing is correct. The nurses have a say and continue to be able to be part of the process to determine what is safe staffing on each unit. Most of our units have a national uh, group that dictates staffing for um, NICU and labor delivery. It's AWAN dictates how many patients, poor nurse, and what is safe. And all that's research-based. And so um, what we are trying to fight for now is to make sure nurses have a voice, that these staffing committees go through our unit practice committees, which the nurses are nurse, we want them nurse-led, so that we make sure it's actually reflecting what the patients need on the hospital um, and not um, it's not motivated by money. You can't dictate staffing by money. That's Oregon state law. And so that's really, that's a big piece of what we're fighting on. We have 18 letters of agreement right now that are on the table that have not been resolved. That's part of our contract. And 13 of those 18 directly affect patient care. So saying this is all about insurance and saying it's all about pay is not true. But, you know, even staffing is affected by pay because we don't have a lot of training programs at St. Charles to take a new nurse and train them to the ICU or to train them to NICU or to train them to pediatrics. And so we have to try to attract and retain nurses who come trained that can walk on the unit and take patients in the ICU. And so pay is important to staffing because we want experienced nurses. Right. The other part of that is we do have a Ben staffing committee at the hospital. And last year after the OHA came in and we found all of these, defi- they found all of these deficiencies in the hospital, it was, okay, get your staffing plans together. They need to get approved. So we approved every staffing plan in the hospital last year by the end of December with contingencies. And with these staffing plans being approved, they're not being followed currently. They're not staffing to acuity and to matrix- matrixes, which is what we're supposed to be doing by the nurse state staffing law. And so now we're having trying now with this contract negotiation to get those staffing plans negotiated into our contract so that we can grieve them faster so that the the problems, the deficiencies can get fixed sooner than waiting a whole year or two for the OHA to come in and try to turn things around. And that's one of the reasons St. Charles is fighting that. We want more control, the nurses. Right. Yeah, and in fact, the uh, there was a the the nurses association, the union. Uh, the listeners may not know this, but you had your own response to uh, Simmons's response, and and by uh, David Hildebrand, Hildebrand and Julie Bostrom, and and one of the points that were was made that was in 2017. Uh, the Oregon Health Authority, Authority conducted an independent investigation of staffing at St. Charles. State found hundreds of violations of Oregon's hospital nursing staffing law that you've been referring to and ordered the, the hospital to comply, and nothing has been done. So it sounds like the enforcement of this law is really weak, and that's why you want to have it in your contract. 
It is weak in that um, the nurses made the complaint a few years ago, actually in 2015, that we weren't getting our breaks and our lunches. They were making us buddy up with another nurse, which is unsafe. You go from taking care of four or five patients to eight to ten patients at one time. That's just that's just not feasible. So OHA came in. They researched this, found so many deficiencies. Every single unit in the hospital was deficient. They've come back again. So they said, fix these deficiencies. And then just here at the end of 2018, they said, okay, we want to see your information. What have you fixed so far in these five units, say? Uh, we want to see all of the paperwork. And of course, the deficiencies haven't all been fixed. So they've come back now. This is their second time. And hopefully they'll be back again in 2019 soon after they just got this new information from the hospital, which the ONA has requested all of the documentation so that we can see what the hospital sent to them. So it's not fast. It's wonderful that they're coming in and bringing this to light. Mm -hmm. um, it would be nice if it would work a little quicker. Uh, so, yeah, that's why we want to have a little bit more control, especially with these staffing plans. They're super important, and that's how we keep our, our nurses safe and our patients safe, basically. Yeah, and did you want to add something? No. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, I mean, I think it, it makes sense. You know, you're the, the nurses are the workers who are on the floor every day and you really know what's going on in the units and you really know what needs to be done. You're not sitting up in some office um, mm -hmm. in front of your computer playing solitaire or whatever. <laughs> and, and so you're busy at work and so you really need to know. You brought in a visual here. Uh, and what, what, what is this? This is a big... Well, <laughs> uh, you can't see this, folks, but I'm going to try and describe it. As you know, we have an informational picket coming up on January 21st, right. and um, I'm part of the picket committee, so we're making signs to display. This is who you mentioned earlier, Amon Simmons. She's okay. a senior vice president and a chief operating officer. And if you look on St. Charles, their website, there's actually maybe five or ten chief operating officers, which makes no sense to me. But um, there was a quote we found on bizjournals.net. She was uh, working in California. I'm not exactly sure where, but she was one of the top 16 women of the year, I believe. And that might not be entirely correct. But she made a quote in this that said, find a boss who believes in you. Don't tolerate one that doesn't. And the nurses just have a response to that. We're going to put this on our picket signs because we're taking that to heart. Yeah. I mean, what she said. And we're going to practice what she preaches. And we want a boss that believes in us. And she should be one of them. I, I hope to be able to carry that sign, though I probably shouldn't <laughs> say that on air. But, uh, you know. <laughs> but uh, so, so you mentioned wages and you mentioned, mentioned insurance. And actually, as, as I understand it, in terms of what the, co the company – well, A, for one thing – you know that that she said in her op-ed in the bulletin is that you know that a full-time equivalent nurse is making ninety-nine thousand dollars a year. Um, as I understand it, that's not necessarily accurate. But also the other thing is the insurance is what they're what they're proposing is actually a takeaway. It on is on the insurance, and so how does that how does that equalize out in terms of what they're proposing in wages, what they're pro proposing in insurance takeaways, and what do you really make? Um, well, um, what they did when saying what we make is they, it, it looks like nobody makes quite what they're saying. They kind of took the highest and the lowest and combined them together. And I think they're presenting a gross income versus what people actually have in their bank account. Um, and then, 
Um, what you have to look at, too, is the nurses, um, what we're asking for is we're not actually asking for a raise. We're asking for a wage adjustment. We're asking for the 3.8% that is for inflation for our area so that people can afford to continue to live in Bend. It's like a cost of living increase. Yes, yeah. that's all we're asking for. Yeah. It's a wage adjustment. We're not asking for a, a raise. And then what they want to do is they want to increase our insurance premiums. So the insurance premium, I think they listed, was like $104. A pay period. So that's not a month. That's every two weeks. Um, and that's actually um, if you have their the high deductible plan for your family, that's $104 every two weeks. So that's that doesn't include dental. That doesn't include vision. That's just for medical. And so but they want to increase that by almost $50. So for me, that's on that plan. I would be paying an extra $100 every four weeks. So they don't want to give me a cost of living adjustment. They want to give me, um, I think, like 1%. Mm -hmm. And then they wage freeze the first year. And yeah, and then wage freeze the first year. Wage freeze the first year and then 1% each year thereafter for the life of the contract, which is three years, which we're already almost a year out. So 2% two over. So, and in compared to, it says here, compared to the increased cost of living on the West Coast, 3.8% over the last year, this would result in a decrease in salary relative to cost of living of 9.4% over the life of our contract. And not only what Heather is saying with the higher deductibles, there's fewer in-network services. Yeah. They're making, is it Sienna Medical, what BMC is called now, out of network Summit. for us, Summit Medical? Yeah, I think it's tier two. Our BMC yeah. workers are going to be at tier two, uh, the clinic instead of tier one, which makes no sense. St. Charles is actually trying to push us to use the St. Charles, obviously, doctors by that. Um, but it, it increases the nurse's contribution 30 to 100 percent based on hours worked and the plan that they choose. They obviously have a couple of different plans to choose from. But, you know... As Saint, this it just makes Saint Charles cost of living raises the lowest of any major hospital in the state, and it's obviously a pay cut. If we were to ratify the contract today that they're offering mm-hmm. us, as right? Far as that, that so goes. that was Jackie Howe, who you just heard, just heard, who's worked at um, Saint Charles for ten years, and previously worked at a non-union hospital, so has some experience there. And we also have here in the studio with me Jennifer Groot. Gro- Groshong, I'm sorry, and and Heather Bristol, two other nurses who uh, Heather has been at the hospital at, at St. Charles for 18 years, and Jennifer has been there for 20 years. Now I noted that all three of you came in. You're wearing green scrubs with uh, it doesn't say uh, St. Charles. It doesn't say SM. SCMC on it. It says ONA on it. Do you wear those around work? Yes. We do. Every (laughs) Monday and Thursday, um, our ONA nurses are encouraged to wear them to show our support for each other and our um, negotiating team. And and speaking of support for your negotiating team, I was... I was super impressed because, as I said, I've I've worked for unions in the past, and I know how hard it can be to get um, union members to participate in votes and all of that kind of stuff. And how many nurses are there at, uh, in in the unit? I at think St. Charles. I think there's just over 900 nurses, maybe total, at St. Charles. Um, but I think we have like 835 active members. So that yeah. means they're not fair share or pay auxiliary, but they're actually full members who play full dues and have full voting rights. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the vote that uh, that I saw in an email that was sent out by, I guess, another nurse, Kathy Hudson? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. said that um, 
Yeah, you had 837 yes votes. This is on the. This is to authorize the picket. This is to support the legal, the legal informational picket that will be held January 21st. 837 yes votes and 11 no votes. I mean, I don't know about your experiences at the hospital, but I can tell you there's some. I've seen some union votes where you know maybe only 40 percent of the members even participate. Mm-hmm. So that to me shows. Um, you, you must have really incredible solidarity at the hospital. And how does that feel? Oh, it feels great. It feels really empowering to see each other in our meetings, our bargaining unit meetings, and get to touch base with each other and encourage each other and support one another through all of this disheartening time. And our membership has only gone up. People who were fair share before have switched their memberships. They're getting more involved. And I think from what we hear from ONA is this, these are the highest turnouts for any votes anybody's ever had within ONA. So we're pretty much statewide. at this point statewide. We're the most That's unified mm-hmm. nurses union in Oregon at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really great. That's really great to hear in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to, I just, I do want to raise something that the, uh, that the, the, the COO said about, uh, the your insurance costs, where uh, she says uh, St. Charles is proposing a five percent shift in premium costs to bend ONA nurses starting in January 2019, which is the same as all non-contract St. Charles caregivers currently pay. Well, am I correct in saying that when she's referring to non-contract uh, caregivers, she's referring to those workers who attempted to join the service employees union and St. Charles spent tens and tens of thousands of dollars to prevent them from join from joining that union. They actually voted to join the union and then they were decertified. So when they when St. Charles refers to these non contract workers, they spent a gazillion dollars to make them non contract no, workers. Yes. And how did that how did that whole campaign as that because you were all there at the time, how did that did that campaign, did that, did that struggle that the, 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 uh, the, those workers at St. Charles, did that impact your, has that impacted your bargaining, do you think, at all? I think um, not so much this time around. The last time we, um, when we were picketing in, uh, I think, 2012, they had had the same thing. Their insurance had been shifted. St. Charles, we had been Blue Cross Blue Shield, and we switched to self-insured insurance at that time and um, all the non-contract employees were switched they didn't have a choice in it and we weren't and so i think there was a lot of animosity there Mm -hmm. that we had we had good insurance for a year we had great insurance lower premiums we were all very happy and then that was one of the big sticking points um, that we can we were able to improve the coverage but we did end up switching to their self-insured insurance and uh, so it improved all the non-contract employees' health insurance at that time because they got better coverage and everything was better. So what we negotiated, everybody else got. So I don't feel the animosity this time because what we negotiate, all the nurses in Redmond will get, all the nurses in Prineville. We're the only labor union at St. Charles that gets to negotiate our health care benefits. So it's not just the nurses in Bend. It's all the nurses at ONA hospitals in Central Oregon. And oftentimes what we negotiate trickles down to everybody else. And we're the only one that can have a unified voice. Right. And just to, just to um, illustrate um St. Charles's um their anti-union attitude my recollection is that when the nurses at Prineville Hospital voted to unionize that um the 
the hospital over there pushed a decert, refused to bargain and pushed a de- pushed for a decertification vote, and then only decided to bargain after the nurses there, who were very united, uh, defeated the decertification. So there, I, it, it seems to me that there's you know we have a, a hospital here that has a long history of of being anti-union, and yet ONA has been representing nurses there for well over twenty years. Well, these ladies yeah. have been there twenty over twenty years, twenty years yeah. and nineteen. I've only been there ten, and it's been a union it's hospital been a union. since. I mean, it's yeah. been for sure been there since the early nineties. We we couldn't figure out exactly when ONA yeah, came to, but I mean, it's always been there since we've been. We don't remember a time not having a union, but I also I don't remember a time where the union's been so unified. Right, like yeah. the nurses are engaged Strong. and right. they're fired up and yeah. all that this campaign that the hospitals coming out with trying to convince the community how much they love us is actually just making the nurses more angry because we don't feel loved we feel pretty disrespected yeah yeah and disrespect and, and respect and dignity on the job especially i think well on all on, in all work i mean all workers obviously des- deserve uh, uh respect and dignity from their from their employers but you know the kind of work that you do where you're you know you're you are the direct you are you are directly working with the patients you know that you really you know in my view yeah that that's those are big issues you know um so uh you were looking through uh i was some, just yeah i was yeah. trying to look here um some of the information as far as saint charles their self-insured group health plan so it's self-funded um and it's it's really unfortunate because they have an extraordinarily expensive health insurance and wh- why is that as a health system why is it they're they're charging us for premiums and then when we come in, we have to pay our deductibles. And then we have these super high costs because we're one of the most expensive hospitals in the state. Um, so it's like they're triple dipping almost. Yeah. And it's just that the hospital, we, we just don't understand how these plans work. Out of, uh, according to data, this is collected uh, by the ONA from 2019 Employers Benefits Selection Handbooks, is that on premiums paid by nurses in St. Charles, Providence, Kaiser, Legacy, and OHSU, St. Charles is by far the most expensive for employee coverage, as well as spouse, children, families. Um, the 5% increase that they're wanting us to take, that they made every other person in the hospital take, would make St. Charles even higher. Um, so it's just... Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense that a healthcare provider can't no. come we, up with a good health plan. We are healthcare. Yeah, I, I'm actually married to someone who works at the city, and I am on his health insurance plan. Oh, really? Because it's a better plan. Wow. And I'm a healthcare worker. Yeah. Wow. And St. Yeah. Charles also, I mean, they keep saying we're self-insured, we're self-insured, so that makes a yeah. difference. But Kaiser's self-insured. They're, um, as what I understand, the only self-insured hospital in Oregon. And... I pay over $100 every two weeks, and their employees pay not even $7 every two weeks. Wow. So compare my $208 to their $14. Maybe the maybe the St. Charles COO should give them a call and ask them how they do that. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. <laughs> Wait, who's the COO? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so, so, Jackie, you said that you had worked at a non-union hospital before coming to uh, – to St. Charles. Can you just give our listeners a sense of what it what it meant for you as a nurse to to move from a non-union environment to a unionized environment? Uh, well, initially it was really scary <laughs> because 
Um, I came into a unit where these ladies worked and I didn't know, you know, we have a contract and I didn't know anything and they taught me all I know and, and I didn't know how hospitals would act or how um, unfortunate it could be with, I, I saw the work environment, so I started there in 2009 and I saw a cohesive work environment. For me, it got it got worse quickly, though. They've seen this over a longer period of time, how the culture has changed. Um, I feel like that culture has been that way for me for quite a few years. But, you know, I worked in a Kansas non-union hospital where raises were merit-based. And I came to a union hospital where I got, you know, these step increases, which were great. The health insurance was completely different, though. I was in a an institution where it was a single hospital and not a health system at that point. Now we're in a health system. At that point, we weren't. But I feel like, to me, the culture is what I notice the most, um, how I felt valued by previous um, administrators, and now I don't even know who my administrators are. I've never seen them, honestly. They, they don't they work don't round, on campus. They don't work on campus. They're not there. They're not physically part of the environment, but we hear about them, and we hear about their VIP and lean process improvements. They're actually bringing in a consulting company as we speak to see where they can in my opinion, cut costs on staffing, which again is regulated by the OHA. There's there's laws. We have these staffing plans that aren't being followed. Um, and so they're bringing in these outside sources that I'm sure cost quite a bit of money. I don't know how much on the average, but I just see them spending money in other places where they could be putting that money to other, you know, good uses. Well, invest on, in us. Investing in I, the environment, the nurses, the nurse aides. Well, our, and our respiratory therapists, our maintenance, you know, I've been talking with other care providers. So um, a good friend who's a respiratory therapist, she's slated to get her first raise in three years in March. Wow. She hasn't yeah. received a raise, you know, and ONA had uh, presented a proposal early on asking for uh, raises for all um, employees. And um, to bring them all up to $15 an hour, like the um, nurse aides, the people that work in laundry, the housekeepers. Non-union people. Yeah. Non-union. You were fighting for their yes. we wage increase. And we were threatened with legal action because we don't represent them. But now, several months later, they are slated to get a raise. So whether, you know, hopefully that was the action of the nurses yeah. requesting that. But, you know, and they've also talked about they're all based on merit raises, but one of the people who work in maintenance with 25 years experience said the the way they do their merit, it's impossible for him to get to the top tier mm -hmm. and that people are retiring after 30 years with St. Charles and they're not even at the top. So, I mean, it's just it's, it's disheartening because, mm -hmm. you know, a hospital, it doesn't matter if you have executives, you can't take care of patients if you don't have someone to maintain the hospital or you don't have nurses aides, or you don't have respiratory therapists, laundry. or you don't have nurses, yeah. or laundry, or housekeepers. Like, those are the people who are the frontline caregivers. They're making sure the hospital runs. They're valuable. And they're not, it doesn't, people don't feel like they're valued. And, you know, fortunately, the nurses are unionized, and we have one voice, and that we can speak out of these, out about these things, and know that there's some protection. Whereas these other caregivers can't. Right. And 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 the two two of you, um, Jennifer and and Heather, you you have been there long enough. You, I think it was um, um, you, Heather, that mentioned that you were there way back when, Sister Sister Catherine. So and you said that you you missed her. Could you yeah. could you talk about the change of yeah. culture? Uh, the whole, I mean, just what is that? What is all of that about at St. Charles, and how has it impacted you? And how does it impact? 
the community. So St. Charles was started by nuns who were nurses. They came in, there was a need in the community, there was a physician, and they came in and started St. Charles. And Sister Catherine was part of that order. And when I came, she was serving on the board. She had been the CEO. And Jim Lucier was the CEO at that time. And she came to my hospital hospital orientation. Every hospital orientation. Every hospital. She came and she spoke to us, talked about the vision of St. Charles. And the mission. It used to be in the spirit of love and compassion Mm -hmm. since our mission statements changed. Yeah, they took away. um, Sister Catherine had our mission statement and they've changed that. Mm -hmm. Now it's better value, better health. You know, and no more love and compassion. It's not about no. a spirit of love and compassion. And she used to talk about how our work is sacred. Yeah. The work of, of healthcare workers is sacred, and what we do with our patients is sacred. And that's not what it's like anymore. And, you know, just even the fact that our administration is no longer in the hospital, they've moved off. They, their, their offices are not even on the campus of oh, the I hospital. I didn't realize that. Yeah. No, they don't even, they're not even in the hospital anymore. So just talk about the disconnect. And um, Jen can kind of talk about, we had a nurse um, who did serve as our chief nursing officer, Nancy Moore, for a yeah. while. Nancy Moore would come in. She was our CNO. She would come in. I work night shift. And every morning... When, every week. Every week she would come in in the mornings, check in each unit, see how you're doing, is there anything I can do for you? We knew her by name, by face. She recognized us, told us thank you, and it felt good to be invested in as a person. Yeah, they had classes called people-centered teams that they required everybody to take their first year as every employee. And it really was about interpersonal communication. How do you interact? How do you talk? And it was bringing it back to, hey, Jennifer, when you said this, I felt like this instead of, you know, um, everything's everybody else's fault, but learning how to have good relationships and, and how to building. and team building. And then after your first year, they wanted you to go to the second. And this is what they paid us to go to these. They they invested in their caregivers and you knew who all your administration was. They were on campus. They were in the hospital and Nancy Moore came to every unit. I, at 4 a.m., I wasn't super excited to see her, but I didn't realize at that point how valuable that was. Yeah. And she, what do you need to do your job? How are things working? Those were the questions she was asking. And, and listening. And they don't, they don't do that anymore. Instead, like I've never experienced the amount of bullying and fear um, that I have in the last you know, five years yeah. from just the change in management style. That they, you know, nurses get become afraid to file unsafe staffing, you know, and I think that's one of the reasons why we're so unified is that the union provides protection so we can do the right thing for our patients. We shouldn't be afraid to say, this is unsafe. You are asking me to take an extra patient, which increases their risk of dying by 7% to all my patients. I shouldn't be afraid to say that. Like that happened a few months ago to me. I've I don't tend to refuse assignments. I, they're usually reasonable, but I spent, it took four hours for me to convince my management that what they were asking me to do was unsafe and that there was another alternative that we needed to do. You know, I shouldn't take me four hours. Well, not with a nurse with 18 years experience who doesn't have a history of refusing things. I, I'm saying I am not the best nurse for the job. This isn't my unit. These are not patients I'm used to. There's a nurse who that can take care of them and it's all about the patients. I want these patients to be safe. And um, yes, I have an RN, but I have a specialty and this isn't my specialty. Yes, good point. So anything else that you want to say about about the culture, I guess, at the hospital? Well, 
Um, one thing that we can attest to with the culture is, is with this negotiations, we've actually filed three unfair labor practice charges against the hospital who have retaliated against our nurses that raise questions about nurse staffing and patient safety. Um, the third charge actually shows how St. Charles targeted a nurse because they participated in a legally protected union activity during their personal time, and he had to take a leave of absence for it. So they are bullying us. There is lateral work violence, and we're, we're not going to be silenced. We are not going to let St. Charles intimidate us. What they are doing is illegal, and it will come out. Um, they have – and actually – if you don't know what an unfair labor practice is. The National Labor Relations Act is a federal law that protects workers' rights. When an employer violates that, it's called an unfair labor practice. And they are, the charges are a way that we report law violations to the federal government. And then there's follow-up with that. It's not a lawsuit. Right. Um, yeah, and yeah. employer and employers are very good at trying to stall and, and ignore U, ULPs. Yes, they uh, are. In my experience working in unions, that that's you know that's basically they hire attorneys who are not not necessarily hired to resolve issues, but to to deflect. investigate it to to come in and it and it actually can take months. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then it can even be appealed. They can appeal yes. it from from you know. Yeah, I mean it can take can years forever, actually. Yeah. Out, yeah. Um, so uh, so you have this informational picket coming up January 21st, um, and the picketing will start at 7.30, run from 7.30 to 9.30 in the morning, and then again from 11.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. It'll be uh, on the sidewalk, the mm -hmm. public sidewalk, yes. in front of St. Charles. Uh, on Neff. On Neff Road. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, I think, uh, listeners, if you're at all interested, I don't think you'll have trouble if you drive up to that area. Uh, I don't think you'll have trouble figuring out where the picketing is happening. No. You might have trouble finding parking. a parking space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But bear with it. Bear with it. I mean, you know, it, it's uh, it, the, the picket that I went to, that my wife and I went to in 2012, was really invigorating. And one of the interesting things at that picketing was uh, State Senator Tim Canope was mm -hmm. one of the – the, John Hummel is actually coming to our yeah picket, so uh, yeah we I, yeah John I know the you. district attorney John Hummel is going to be coming and, and I I hear there's some possibility yep. of some city council members yeah we're actually going to the Bend City Council meeting yeah thanks next week. for reminding me of that next Wednesday the sixteenth of January sixteenth thank you uh -huh. January sixteenth at seven p.m. you'll the ONA you'll you'll have representatives at the city council yes. to talk about this issue. Right. We have a couple of nurses that will show up at 6.15 to sign up to speak their three minutes. And at 7 p.m., we're requesting as many of our nurses as possible show up in their green scrubs, you know, in solidarity to support these nurses that are going to talk about the issues, which... Yeah, St. Charles right. is the only hospital system right. in they Central Oregon. So this is, this is really paramount for the community. These nurses, like, we are talking about staffing. Like, we want you to be safe. We want to be able to take care of our patients appropriately. We want you to have the best chance when you come into St. Charles to have safe, appropriate care. And our families go to St. Charles. That's where our family goes for care. And we want that for our families. We want it for your family. We want it for all of our patients. Yeah, and our... It's safe. The, our biggest thing is safe staffing saves lives. There is research to back that, that, uh, you know, want you add one more nurse to uh, a floor and you can... In, and 
increase the chance of your survival in the hospital by 16%. I think all of us want that 16%. Mm -hmm. You know, and so we really want the community to come out to support us. We want them come ask questions. Ask Mm -hmm. the nurses what we're speaking about. What are we fighting about? What are we negotiating at the hospital? What are the issues? What are the actual numbers? You know, all these numbers ONA is providing are research-based. They're provided by outside um, sources. They're not ones we're making up or inflating. You know, we can show you the articles. We can show you what it is. So come come help us um, pick it. It is a peaceful, you know, it's part of our wonderful rights in the United States that mm-hmm. we can have a peaceful protest. Um, we're, you know, and, uh, Martin Luther King was also a labor activist. And so it coincides with a day to celebrate his achievements. And so we're asking, bring canned food. Let's let's make this not just about the nurses, but let's support our community in other ways by providing food to the food bank. So come out. Let's let's walk in front of St. Charles. Let's carry signs, ask questions, find out what the nurses are concerned about at St. Charles, because mm-hmm. it is our community's hospital and our community should feel safe when they go in those walls and when they get their care. They shouldn't wait an hour for pain meds and they shouldn't um, feel unsafe when they're within those walls. And as part of the community um, outreach, uh, it's my understanding that uh, there's a, well, there'll be, there's a women's march scheduled Mm -hmm. uh, on January 19th, Mm -hmm. uh, Saturday, third, the third consecutive year that that there'll be a women's march. The first two were huge. Uh, several thousand people, and and quite possibly there will be as many. And it's my understanding that that uh, your union will be handing out leaflets there to let people know that in two days they can come back out and 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 join you. And, and that's and that's what you're doing when you go to the city council. Also, is reaching out to the community. Mm-hmm. And I yes. think that at the the event, uh, the 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 informational picket in 2012. It seemed to me like there was there was pretty good community support at that, and so, you know, I think it's you're absolutely right. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's this is a crucial issue for the entire community. So, any do you have any other thoughts? Anything else that uh, you wanna you wanna say that you haven't had an opportunity to say here? I want to encourage people if you're gonna come and support us. I hope you do. Can you just please don't park around? the hospital's parking spaces, you know, we want them reserved for patients and cancer, the cancer center right there. And just make sure and please park outside of the hospital parking so we can provide good care for our patients who are coming into the hospital. Yeah. And we're, to, we're going to stay on the sidewalks. We need to be respectful. This is, you know, we're professionals. We, all of us nurses, either carry an associate's or a bachelor's degree. Many are ma- master's prepared as well. We want to be respectful. Uh, we want to. We want the community to show that we're frustrated and that they that they support the nurses and they're frustrated with St. Charles and their um, their care of the nurses. But we want to do that. We are professionals. We want to make sure it's a professional thing. You know, we're and and it can be pretty lively though because I was yes. at the corner that you had where you had that little rally at the corner of Third uh, yes. Street and, and, and yeah. And it, it was that it was, was fun. Yeah, it was yes. Lots of. I mean, we'll have signs yeah. for everybody to pick up and carry. Chants, and everybody right. can be involved. And yeah, and so you you might have to park a little bit, a little ways away. It's yeah. good, you know, be good exercise for yeah. you. If you're carpool, a to, to, carpool, uh, if you can. Carpool, Children yeah. are welcome. Yeah. Bring your yes. dogs. You know, we're we want as many of the community out there. We really want to wear show your St. green. Charles. If you have anything green? Yes, wear green. green. It's oh, okay. kind of an apple All right. green. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, let's have Thanks. the community show St. Charles that they're behind the nurses. There is a reason why nurses is one of the most trusted professions in the United States. Like, we care about patients. And the largest healthcare profession. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and perhaps the most important. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you, know. you can't have a hospital without nurses. That's right. Yeah. No. yeah. 
Well, I want to I want to really thank my guests Jennifer Groshong, Heather Bristol, and Jackie Howe, three nurses, members of the Oregon Nurses Association at St. Charles Medical Center. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and a program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.